It is April 16th, 2020, when I'm recording this, which makes today the unbelievable day 35 that I have been soft quarantined with my lovely family. Um, man, y'all, what a journey. <laughs> Uh, who would have known, who would have known that the last time I recorded an episode of the podcast, um, that we would be still here doing this thing like a month later. Um, I feel like it's just a huge cliche to say that now. Um, so I'm just, I'm going to try and like throw out all the cliches all at one time so that hopefully I use them up and I don't repeat them in the rest of the show. So you know, we're going to be tonight, ultimately, we're going to be talking about, quote unquote, everything that's going on, <laughs> which I learned is is how Southerners say COVID-19, everything going on is what we call it. <laughs> and um, during this challenging time, that's another one I'm hearing a lot, um, quarantine gets used a lot, although, I mean, is anyone actually quarantining? debatable. Um, self-isolating for sure. No, for sure. No. Um, let's see what else, what are the other huge cliches that we're all guilty of committing right now? Well, regardless, uh, I'm here. Didn't intend to go a month in between episodes, but that's neither here nor there, but I'm here tonight and I'm thrilled to say I have an activity for us to do. Okay. So this is the sounds. Hopefully this is not too terrible in your ear. Uh, this is the sound of shelter in place bingo. And you're, we're going to play it live, live on the podcast tonight. Y'all what is shelter in place bingo? You may ask. Well, it is a meme <laughs> that I picked up on Instagram. That is basically a bingo board. Um, with activities that people are doing while sheltering in place, uh, or not sheltering in place as, as, uh, most of the South appears to be guilty of, uh, but we're going to play shelter in place bingo. I tried, uh, for probably a solid, like six minutes to figure out how I could do this with, um, either like live participation, like live audience participation. I thought maybe I could like go live on Instagram while I'm recording. And then I could like have people playing in the comments. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought that's going to sound like a horrible train wreck. So instead I'm just going to do the odd thing, <laughs> which is play bingo by myself. Okay. But if you'd like to play along, um, while I play, I, I did include the shelter in place bingo card, um, on the post for this episode and also, um, on the website, oddlyadulting.com, as well as on Instagram, I created a post. So shelter in place bingo, because honestly, um, trying to think of anything else to podcast about has been, um, kind of a chore. Like I just have been in this singular mindset of, just get through coronavirus lockdown and then like deal with real life later because this is not real life that we're living at all. So, um, 
I started writing down like all these little anecdotal like uh, stories from quarantine <laughs> and no, there was no theme whatsoever to any of them. So then I got this brilliant idea. Well, I think it's brilliant. Y'all may not, but that's cool. Um, got this brilliant idea to, to, when I saw this shelter in place bingo card, I thought, oh, this is the perfect, this is the perfect segue for me to be able to share about all the things that I'm trying to stay busy with during quarantine. So here we go. Okay. Let me just set the scene for you. Um, my bingo balls, what are they called when you play bingo? Not daubers. That's the little, is it dauber or daughter? Bingo daughter or bingo dauber? Someone tell me. Um, not that. I'm talking about the balls that actually rattle around in the cage. Okay, I don't have a cage, but what I do have, <laughs> I have a bucket, which happens to be our family puke bucket. Sorry, but it's an Easter bucket that you get at the Dollar Tree. Um, I have a bucket full of Easter eggs, and I've written all of the bingo, um, you know, like B B3 and O5 and all that. I have these written. Each egg has a, has a number letter. Obviously, I've already marked off my free space. Like a good little bingo person. I actually have a bingo dauber, daughter, bingo dabber somewhere that we use for school. But okay, so here we go. Shelter in place bingo. And the first number is 03. Okay, so on my bingo card, 03 says ordered non-essential items online. And I'm discarding my used Easter eggs in a laundry basket. Yes, I have ordered non-essential items online. I mean, unless you consider wine to be essential, it's up for, dis it's up for discussion during these challenging times. <laughs> but I, I, joined a, I joined a wine club, a uh, delivery wine club yesterday with some of my birthday money. Thanks, Dad. So yes, I have, I have done that. Okay. You might also consider birthday presents non-essential. I bought my child whose birthday is coming up in two weeks some birthday presents. N1, brushed hair and teeth. Proud to say I have done both every single day of quarantine. Is that what we're calling it, quarantine, by the way? That's what I've been calling it. It's not really, but... G4, cleaned out a closet or space. Check, check, check. So um, I've cleaned out multiple of these uh, only to have them be completely trashed again by my family that I'm living with. But uh, the one I was most proud of was what I did the very first week of quarantine because I thought, okay, if somebody comes down with COVID, we need to, by the way, have y'all been hearing how people in the South say COVID? COVID? COVID-19? There's one person in particular who has made the news quite a bit. He's in a <clears throat> leadership position. COVID-19. Anyway, um, the very first week of quarantine, or, well, we, we decided to call it quarantine. Self-quarantine, whatever. S shelter in place before it was cool. Uh, during that first week, we... Um, I started thinking, okay, well, if somebody does get sick, you know, we're supposed to isolate them. The rules 
say. Isolate them and I'm a rule follower. So uh, my guest bedroom had been a mess um, since we did the room swap um, back in December when Chris arranged for our to have our room renovated as kind of like a Christmas present to me. Um, and we moved back into the master bedroom. Well, then the guest bedroom was left in total shambles. So, um, I was very proud of myself, got that room all cleaned out, got the bed all made Thought, okay, this will be such a nice little hovel. If somebody gets deathly ill, they can come in here and die peacefully, um, in a pretty room. But actually it right now it's serving as a hospital for the American girl dolls, which all came down with deadly diseases, none of which were COVID, but, uh, some of them, one of them got, um, oh, what's it called? Um, malaria. Another got, um, tuberculosis and one has leukemia. <laughs> so, okay. Moving on. B1 went outside. I am living for being outside right now, which is not my normal state. Um, I didn't like going outside when I was a kid. I didn't really like playing outside. I would rather have been inside reading a book. But as an adult, I have started to, um, took up hiking. I told you all about in one episode or more than one perhaps. But anyway, um, I really enjoy being outside now and being outside is so preferable to being inside with, um, KG children. So we have been logging a lot of hours outside and we actually, um, I forgot to, to keep track of it. I and mean, I'll just have to go back and fudge it a little bit. Part of my homeschooling goals for this year was to do this, um, thing called 1000 hours outside. It's kind of like a challenge or sort of like a project, but it's basically, it's based on, uh, Charlotte Mason's idea that children should spend like five to six hours a day outside rain or shine, snow or sun, doesn't matter. Um, and so I was, I have a little chart that I was going to be blocking off. You have, there's a thousand little blocks. And so each time you spend an hour outside, you block, you block a block off or color a block in. And we have logged so many, so many hours. Thankfully, um, we're having a beautiful spring in the South, which is not typical. Well, except for Easter Sunday when, um, mother nature tried to kill everyone in the South, but, we all survived here. Um, but it has been a beautiful spring. We, I can't remember the last time we had this many temperate days in a row of like sixties or low seventies during the day. And then like chilly evening where you still have a little bit of the nip in the air. And so like the bugs aren't out and, um, my husband cleaned out his shed, which was an abomination, um, for the entire five years that we've lived here. And, um, found some hammock chairs that we forgot we owned and we have a tree branch. We have a tree limb that is just perfect, um, to hang those up on by the Creek. So yes, I have went outside next, by the way, I have not gone to bingo yet. You'll know it when you hear it. Okay. B2 baked banana bread. Yep. And it was gross. It was so gross. Everything was wrong about it. It was like cake. I think I whipped it too much. Um, didn't really taste much like banana. It almost tasted like fake banana, but it was definitely real bananas. And so I actually went on Facebook and made an attempt to crowdsource the masses 
for everyone's favorite um, banana bread recipe because I love a really good, like, really dense, dark, not necessarily super sweet, but just really dense and dark banana bread. And that was, that was the kind of banana bread my grandma always made. And I have the recipe that was in her recipe box that I got when she passed away, but it's, I'm not doing it right. Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it wrong. So, um, I now have a handful of banana recipes, uh, banana bread recipes that I'm going to try the next time I end up with some sugared bananas. But, um, yeah, I made banana bread and it was gross. So don't use, uh, my recipe. Okay, we're going to go with I3 ate a fruit. Does wine count as a fruit? <laughs> I mean, yes, I've eaten a fruit. I ate apple slices today. I ate banana bread. That was a fruit. Yes, I've eaten a fruit. That's just sad. Do people really not eat fruit enough that it made it made onto a shelter-in-place bingo? Like it seem, That seems like one of those ones that would be like a... Maybe it was supposed to be a gimme. I don't know. G5. Thanked an essential worker. Um, I don't know. I guess that would be like a nurse, firefighter, mailman. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to claim it. I don't think I have. Sorry. Sorry, essential workers. My brother's an essential worker. Dustin, thank you so much for delivering bread, even though you're not delivering it to my grocery store. I am very 100% sure that the people who shop at the grocery stores where you service are quite happy that you are still delivering. So thank you for that. All right, let's go with I-5. I-5. <laughs> Learned a new skill. Yes, I did. In fact, learn a new skill. And... It's one that I should have learned several years ago because several years ago was when I became in the possession of a grapevine. So when we bought our house, um, the lady that we bought our house from, Miss Eleanor, uh, Miss Eleanor was an incredible, wonderful, fantastic gardener. And we walked into our backyard on the day we moved in, which was the middle of March, and it was amazing. Everything was in bloom. It was, there was not a weed, like, to be found. Gorgeous, like, what is that called? Pea gravel paths and terraced walkways and ivy. I mean, it was gorgeous. And we knew nothing <laughs> about how to keep it looking that way. And so the first year that we lived here, um... Everything that came up out of the ground, we assumed it had been put there by Miss Eleanor and that it was meant to be there. And that means that a gigantic crop of weeds went to seed in our beautiful backyard the first year that we lived here. And so it has been a struggle from that moment to keep it under control back there. And so one of the things that has been back there that I have looked at every summer and thought, oh, what a wonderful thing to have in my backyard. I should really do something with this was an established grapevine. She had uh, two grape. I think it's the same variety. They look to be the same variety. Um, 
can't remember what they are now, but, uh, I did read the tag once. Anyway, she has two, she had two beautiful, um, grapevines and then they run, it's like a clothesline. It's like two clotheslines, you know, that the vine grows on. I'm doing a horrible job of explaining this. Y'all know what a grapevine looks like. Anyway, I have one in my yard. It was terribly overgrown. So, 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 so overgrown. And so, um, for my birthday, I bought myself a pair of pruning shears and I was like, this is the year I'm going to learn to tend grapevines. And so I got out my illustrated (laughs) gardening book that Chris bought forever ago. Um, and you know, studied up, thought, okay, this would be no big deal. I went out there. Oh my word, y'all five years of overgrown grapevines. It took me two hours to get to any point where I thought, okay, now I think, now I think I know which vines are alive and which ones are dead. And, and then in the matter of like one failed snip, I lost half of one of the vines that already had leaves on it. Like it is, it is so complicated to deal with an overgrown grapevine. So if any of you are in possession of a grapevine, do not let it go five years in between pruning. But I did finally get it under control. Um, managed to pick up some poison ivy while I was doing that. No idea how. But uh, got the grapevine under control. And apparently my husband was so impressed with the job that I did that for my birthday, he ordered me a freaking muscadine vine. <laughs> and it came yesterday in the mail. Okay. So, yeah, I learned a new thing. Nice. Can y'all believe I still don't have a bingo? B3. Oh, Lord. Watched Tiger King. Yes. Yes, I did. I've seen all but the most recent episode. Apparently a new episode dropped on April 12th. I haven't had a chance to watch it because I've been watching Love is Blind, but we finished that last night. Um, y'all, Tiger King. I think the best way for me to describe that, like my experience watching that show, was just that it escalated very quickly. <laughs> like I, I, I had seen all the memes which actually made it funnier. Um, if you haven't yet watched Tiger King, I actually think I prefer having seen all the memes, not understood them, and then watch the show and then recall back to the memes because, like, like the first one that really particularly slayed me was this. You know, okay, so it's about the guy Joe Exotic. That's not his real name. Joe Exotic, who was a zoo owner in, where was it, y'all? Arkansas? Kansas? Okay, that part I can't remember. Uh, Zoo owner had all these big cats. You know, a lot of it was probably illegal dealings. But there's this picture of him, and he's, like, in the office or something. And the caption is, I am never going to financially recover from this, right? (laughs) So, So the meme I kept seeing was people talking about, like, being stuck at home with their kids, and their kids are eating snacks all day long, and they're like, I'm never going to financially recover from this thousand times funnier in the context of why he's actually saying that when you watch the show, which I don't, spoiler alert. Okay. If you haven't heard it, tune out for the next 10 seconds. Uh, he says that after one of his park employees gets their arm ripped off by a tiger. (laughs) So like (laughs) the fact that people are equating that to being as bad as, um, you know, running out of snacks is, it's pretty, it's pretty dark. <laughs> anyway, lots of good fun there, Tiger King. 
Um, oh, let me tell y'all something on on a little bunny rabbit trail from that. Um, one of my coworkers, um, the way that she and her family have been spending their sheltering at home. Um, they have three daughters. The oldest um, had to come home from college to be like college closed, you know, so she, she came home from college. So they have one in college. They have one that's a senior that would scratch that should be graduating this year. And then a 15 year old, um, every night they've been having themed dinners. <laughs> and so they're going through and taking turns coming up with the theme and then, um, like executing costumes for everyone and themed meals or whatever. And so they've had a lot of fun with it. They've done like toga night and they've done, um, like all kinds of things, but, but they did, <laughs> They did a Tiger King one and the dad dressed up like Doc Antle and the mom dressed up like Carol Baskin. And then the three daughters <laughs> were Joe, Joe and his two husbands. Oh my goodness. It was hysterically funny. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm glad everyone's having so much fun and bonding over Tiger King. So, so bizarre. Okay. Next moving on. N five avoided the news. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's a, an affirmative. Um, I, I only, I usually only watch the news on the weekends. It's kind of, um, well, a lot of times I don't have time to watch the news because with, with the fact that the kids are homeschooling on normally, like we're all normally home together, there's not a lot of time for me to go in the other room and watch the news because we don't allow them to watch the news. So, um, so I don't usually have a lot of time, but uh, Saturday mornings, I like to get back in bed with a cup of coffee and watch some news. Um, I usually like to watch Sky News. If any of y'all have a Roku TV or like a smart TV, Sky News is out of the UK. And um, so that's kind of fun and nostalgic uh, watching Sky News because that's what we always watched when we lived over there. But they do a lot of world news and they cover US news too, but... um. But yeah, I actually, in the last two weekends, I haven't watched any news. Can't trust those people, y'all. You never know what they're going to say next. All right. Let's go with I, too, made the bed. Yep. I actually make the bed every day. It, I read in a book somewhere, I think it was, uh, one of those like self-help books, like business, be smart in business or like be successful in business type books. It was one of those typical things, you know, make your bed every day and then you'll already have accomplished something. But that's not the reason I make the bed every day. I make the bed every day because I'm afraid that if I leave my sheets all rumpled up, that a spider is going to climb in them and be waiting for me when I get in bed that night. Yes, I know I'm weird. Okay. Oh, five took a nap. I have not taken a nap in like years, a long time. I don't usually get to take naps. Usually when I take naps, it messes me up for the rest of the day. That's a no. No nap. Next. How do they do this in a bingo hall? I've never actually been to a bingo hall. G2 bought toilet paper. Okay. Well, I'm a little embarrassed to say this because it seems like it seems so cliche. I did actually buy toilet paper before I was out. <laughs> and so, uh, 
I, I buy, I buy toilet paper at Costco. And so I don't, I, I feel like I usually buy once a month, the big six, six, uh, pack. It's, it's like six times six. It's like 36 rolls of toilet paper. Um, and I think I buy it like once a month, but I don't really pay that close attention. Like I'm not ever, we've never ran out. I've never been worried about running out. We've never even gotten close to running out. So when all of that toilet paper buying hysteria started, I was like, man, what is people's problem? Like, do they not know how much toilet paper they use? I know how much toilet paper we use. We're good. We're fine. We have plenty of toilet paper for like at least a month. Well, I'm telling you what, you get like two weeks into it and you keep hearing that people can't find toilet paper. I got a little freaked out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And so I, st- one thing I did when we started quarantine, so we started keeping our kids home. That's how I define quarantine for our families that our kids have not gone anywhere. Uh, we started keeping our kids home on Friday the 13th. So they've been on quarantine for 35 days. Um, every time I started keeping all of the empty rolls of toilet paper so that I could figure out how much toilet paper we actually use. Because like I said, I don't usually pay that close of attention because I know I'm going to Costco, go to Costco at least twice a month, and I almost always buy toilet paper on one of those trips. So it's never been an issue. So um, I now have a giant, I have like a basket, it's a wire basket that sits on the top of the tank, the toilet tank in the bathroom. And normally what goes in there is extra rolls of toilet paper so that when you run out, there's one right there. Okay. But now what I'm doing is I'm collecting all of the used toilet paper, cardboard tubes so that I can track our usage, current usage level, 1.8 rolls a day for our family of five. All right. Next we have B5. Touched your face. Um, yes, like a million times. That's, it's one of those things, you know, until someone tells you not to do it, you don't want to do it. And then someone tells you don't do it. And that's all you find yourself doing all the time. Touch your face, touch your face. I can't believe I haven't gotten a bingo yet. G1. Got out of bed before 10 a.m. Yes. I believe I've been out of bed every day before 10 a.m., but some days were a close call. There was definitely one day I stayed in bed until like 9.30. And it wasn't even my birthday. Next, we have O1. Put on pants. Yes, I put on pants every day. What do they mean by this? Do they mean like real pants, like pants with a zipper? Which I did do more than once. Bingo's hard, y'all. All right, B4. Oh, oh. We got a bingo. Read a book. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Does this, do I have to count, do I have to read the whole book or just read from a book? Hmm. That's kind of questionable. I don't think I've read a whole book since quarantine started. I have read from a book. I'm going to give myself a soft yes, and then I'm going to give myself a bonus. I'm going to see if I can get a bonus bingo. What book did you read, Lens? Um, I'm in I'm in number five of the Harry Potter series, and it is a really long slog through this book. Um, Hagrid just came back. Woo. So um, it's taking me forever to read that one. All right. 
And let's see if I can get a bingo, bingo. Oh, two, daydreamed about future travel plans. Oh, absolutely. Didn't get a bingo, but I have absolutely daydreamed about future travel plans. Um, some of which are on the brink of being canceled because we can't all seem to agree what the next step should be about shutting down travel. Um, we have camping reservations for Mother's Day weekend. I wanted to start a new tradition this year and have a Mother's Day camp out. And so we have camping reservations for Mother's Day weekend. Fingers crossed. Uh, most technically speaking, uh, our state hasn't actually closed its state park. So you can actually still go camping, like by the letter of the law. You can also still go golfing and buy a gun and go to the grocery store, hardware store, pet store, farm supply store, uh, liquor store, corner store. You can basically go to every store except for us, uh, you know, one that's like owned by a small business, but I digress. All right. I'm going to do one more. And two, <gasps> I got my next bingo, double bingo and two watched a virtual concert class or tour. Ding, ding, ding. I sure did. Uh, people that know me well can probably guess what I watched. <laughs> it was Luke Bryan. I admit it. It was, I've actually watched two. <laughs> One was earlier this evening. Um, good old Luke, uh, bandwagoned on some, some sort of Facebook live thing. Um, and did a, uh, a virtual concert. And you know what? I tuned in. Why should I be ashamed? I'm not ashamed of what I've done to survive quarantine. Oh, but for real, like this, this experience, um, today I posed, uh, a project to my kids because they have really been, honestly, they have been so good about it. I've heard more than once from more than one of them that it hasn't really been that bad. You know, they, um, they're not pestering me relentlessly about when can we leave the house again? Um, they've really kept themselves very busy. They haven't been too like cagey or, cage fighting each other or anything like that. It's really, I, I really don't have anything legitimate to complain about. It's just that like the loss of freedom thing, <laughs> you know? Um, but I get to leave the house. Like I've gotten to go to a doctor's appointment or, um, to Kroger. So it's not nearly as bad for me, um, as it is for them, but they've really been champs about it. But I saw this idea. It came through one of my, uh, 1000 emails that I get that I don't ever remember signing up for. And I don't even remember who it was that sent this out. I think it was, I think it was maybe like a vitamin company or something. Um, but they, they linked to a time capsule. That's what they're calling it. Quote unquote, COVID-19 2020 quarantine time capsule or whatever. And so it's just a, it's a, a, a dozen sheets that like prompt you to, um, record, you know, what you're, what you're doing during this time in history. And so at first, when I first opened it up, I thought, man, this looks a little cheesy, but on the second page, the title of the second page is like, you are living through history or something like that. You are living you are making history or you are living through a time that's going to make history, some, some such like that. And so I thought, man, I mean, that is true. When in, not in the modern era, for sure, 
when in the modern era has there ever been a global um I shut down for the lack of a better word uh or economic ooh, whatever we want to call it um we've had pandemics but not even to this not even to this tune really like SARS and H1N1 and swine flu and pig flu and bird flu and all that stuff this is really the most um global event I guess is what I'm trying to say. This is the most global event that I've ever lived through and certainly that my kids have ever lived through. And so my 12 and 10 year old, I think they'll have very solid memories of this. My six year old, about to be seven year old, maybe not as much, but, um, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what, this really is an opportunity. So we are, as a family, we're going to make, we're going to kind of take the lead, um, off of this idea that I got through this email. We're going to make a family, time capsule. And there's a whole bunch of suggestions that they give you. And like, you're supposed to interview each other and ask questions about how are you feeling? What are you doing? You know, there's a little bit of propaganda mixed in there, which I think will be kind of interesting to look at in years late, you know, years later, it's going to be interesting to look at that and, and remember what it felt like, um, to be getting all of the messaging from the media and that kind of stuff. But, um, But yeah, we're going to make a time capsule and I have a whole bunch of stuff that I can put in it um, that are things like one of the things that my kids have been doing for fun and keep them busy. Of course, they create a huge mess every time they do it. So it's kind of like two steps forward and one step back, but it keeps them busy for an hour or two. Um, Is that another friend of mine, Michelle, has been doing virtual. Normally she does an art club in person um, where she lives. And, um, it's an art club. It's free. It's for the community. All the kids are invited in there. They come for free. People can donate if they want to, but she did it, um, to, in memory of her late father. And so, um, because they can't meet in person, she's been making the art club videos and putting them on YouTube. And so we have been attending art club twice a week virtually, and it has been really fun. The kids have made a lot of neat, um, art that they wouldn't have normally made on their own. And like this past week, she's been doing, um, a craft that the first two days of it, it's, it's going to, by the time they're done with it, it will have taken them like five different sessions to make this piece of art because they started last week making painted paper. So they had plain paper that they then decorated. And then this week they're using it to cut out and make collages and things like that. So it's been cool. But, um, so they're creating a bunch of art, of course, I've been taking a lot of pictures, um, things like that, but it, that's just, it's just kind of blowing my mind that we're still here 35 days later. Um, and we really don't know how much longer it's going to last. And it's really going to be interesting to see what happens when, when life, you know, resumes, like what is normal going to look like? Um, so that's been a lot of interesting dinner table conversations. Um, I also have maybe decided to, I think that my oldest daughter, she's 12 and a half, so she'll be 13. She's in sixth grade. Um, we're going to read the hiding place together. And, um, she asked to read it earlier this year. And I said no, because it's, um, scheduled for her curriculum next year. So I was like, no, it's, you know, it's for seventh grade. It's a seventh grade book. She just found it in a stack of books that I had, that I was organizing for, um, school stuff. 
so I said no on the basis of, you know, it's not, it's not scheduled till next year, but, um, a friend of mine on Instagram watched the movie with her kids and her kids are actually younger than mine by a little bit. And, um, she made the point to mention that, you know, they're making a lot of connections by watching it and talking about it now in this exact moment in time that they wouldn't maybe normally have made. And so I'm thinking about doing that with her and that will be kind of something like a hallmark memory, you know, that will memorialize something that we did during this time. Like when she was on lockdown, social distancing, shelter in place, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Um, she read the hiding place. So, (coughs) excuse me, my throat's getting so dry. It's not the Rona. It's the wine. So that's how we're spending our time over here. I would love to know how you're spending your time. Are you working? Are you an essential worker? Are you working from home? Do you have any funny stories you can tell me from working from home? I've been hearing a lot of, um, sort of like, uh, accidental, you know, like embarrassing moments with kids being on Google classroom or zoom or whatever. Um, Oh, I have to tell you all this. This is funny. Uh, so on the topic of school, uh, our County does, well, they do this every summer, you know, they do the summer lunch program. And so you can come pick up school lunch and, um, it's, you know, paid for by your school taxes. It's part of the school lunch program that goes during the year, but then they do it during the summer because they know that some kids are food um, needy in the summer as well. So uh, sometimes in the summer, I will treat my kids to school lunch and we'll go and we'll pick it up at the elementary school. And it's always like a big treat and it's fun for them because it's like fun to eat a hot dog or a corn dog, you know, and um, a little cup of corn. And so for them, it's fun. Well, um, with the schools being closed, they have, um, restarted the feeding program, the lunch program. Feeding program makes it sound like livestock. (laughs) It kind of feels like that the way we line up (laughs) like cattle, but, um, (coughs) they've been going and getting, um, I've been going and getting the lunches for the last couple weeks. And so, um, on Monday, I was standing in line to get our lunches, and um, feels very communistic. It's very weird and strange and ironic, but um, I was standing in line waiting to get our lunches, and the, I hear the two ladies behind me talking, and the, the one of them says to the other, oh, will you watch so-and-so so I can walk over there and turn her work in and then pick up her packet for this week? So it was Monday. And so when she came back, I said, <coughs> I watched her go do it. She had to, like, walk over to the entrance of the school. And I saw that there was, um, five trash cans that had signs on them. And then there was like, um, five boxes in front of the trash cans that had signs on them. And so she came back and I said, so how are they? I'm just curious, you know, my kids homeschool, so I don't know how the counties are doing it, but like, how are they, how are they doing this, you know, distance learning or whatever? And she said, oh, well, on Mondays you come and you pick up your packet and then you turn in your packet from last week. I said, oh where do you turn them into? And she's like, well, they have those trash cans over there and there's one for each grade. And I was like, wait, what? You turn their work into a trash can? (laughs) She's like, yeah, that's, that's what they're having us do. And I was like, you know what they're doing with that work, right? (laughs) And then I like pantomimed tying off a bag of trash and then like throwing it away. I'm like, you know, they're not grading that. (laughs) 
<laughs> she was like, well, I don't know. And I was like, wow, they could be a little less obvious. <laughs> you better believe if I was forced into distance learning with zero time to prepare as a teacher, I'm talking about as a teacher's perspective, there's absolutely no way I would be grading those packets. <laughs> Can you imagine the number of packets you would have to grade every week? Oh my word, no. Turn it into the turn it into the bin and we'll take care of it. Well, anyway, that's all I have for you. Shelter in place bingo to pass the time. I hope y'all are doing okay wherever you are. I would love to make contact with you. <coughs> I had some contact with some producers over the last uh in between this episode and the last episode. My generous brother. Dustin of McDonald Product Development. Uh, he threw another $50 my way, and I appreciate that so much. He said that this was for the um, quote-unquote chip-in for the COVID-19. And so I appreciate that very much from him. I know he doesn't have to listen, so it always makes me feel good to know that he does. So appreciate that once again. And, um, that's going to keep the lights on for a good long time. And he said, um, in honor of your most recent episode, so this was my last episode in March, here's a COVID-19 chip in. As long as there's bread, I'll be in the grocery stores with the sick people. Buy it while you can. <laughs> yeah. Y'all get out there and be nice to the bread man. Cause he might be my brother. Um, also incidentally, I, um, did a little crafting, um, waiting for, uh, the word that we now are, well, we, they haven't said yet, but I'm sure it's coming, that we have to be wearing masks when we go out in public. And so I found a bunch of remnants of um, fabric as well as um, elastic that I had laying around. And I made a little batch of masks. And um, a friend of mine that I've known for the last 12 years from an online mom's group, her name's Colleen. She lives in New York. She was asking in a general chat, um, that we were having on our, in our online mom's group, if anybody had any extra masks. And so I sent some masks her way and she donated $20 to the podcast as a thank you. And she said, thanks again, stay healthy. And so I would say the same to you, Colleen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to pass those on to you. And I hope you stay healthy as well. If you found any value, you, my dear producer, listener, fan, if you found any value in this podcast or any of the others I've ever produced, you can feel free to send me a donation. You can go to oddlyadulting at gmail. I'm sorry. You can go to oddlyadulting.com where you'll find a link um, to send me money through PayPal. And my PayPal is oddlyadulting at gmail.com. If you don't want to go through the website, you can just go on PayPal. Donate if you feel like it. Um, it helps keeps the lights on over here. And I wanted to make a little plug. So I have a little, I have a plan for where I want to go with the podcast. And so this is where, um, if donations come in, I put them straight back into the podcast. Like I said, I keep the lights on, helps keep the lights on paying the, um, monthly fee to have it hosted. But I need some equipment to do what I want to do next. So I'm saving up my donations and um, I'm going to purchase a recorder uh, thingamabobber. I don't know what to call it. Uh, thingamajig. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically um, it will enable me to do um, phone calls. So I'm excited. I've been doing some research. 
told you I did about six minutes of research and I concluded that I either needed Skype, which I will try, but they said the best way to do it is to have this little box. It's basically a box that you run between the two sources of input. So anyway, that's my plan. That's my goal for the podcast is to get some hardware that will make it possible for me to have more people calling and interacting with, have guest hosts that I can have via the phone, especially if we end up in quarantine for the rest of our lives, right? Okay. So anyway, you can find me at oddlyadulting at gmail.com. You can find me at the website, oddlyadulting.com. You can find me on Instagram at oddlyadulting. And if you've made it all the way through this, you know what I'm going to say. I love you. And Jesus does too. Cough into your elbow, wear a mask, don't go out. Bye. (laughs) Thank you.